Father in heaven, thank you so much for this past week. Thank you for your watch care. And Lord, I know that this past week, for some, it has been difficult. For some, Lord, you've been tremendously grateful and blessing them. And Lord, I just want to thank you that you've brought us to this point. As we open your word to study this evening, we ask for your presence. We ask for your blessing, O Lord. Please guide us. Please lead us. Please grace us with thy presence and draw us close to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, I did forget to pray. One thing I was telling myself, I have to pray for this before I started, but please just whisper a prayer right now for our connection. It seems that every week now we seem to be having some sort of internet problem and uh, I don't know how to fix it. It's just what it is, I guess, here in Malaysia. But do pray for that. But I want to invite you now to turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11, and this evening, as you notice by the title, we are looking at the faith of Joseph. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 22. Hebrews 11, verse 22. The Bible says this, By faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. This really talks about the end of Joseph's life. But what we want to do in this next two weeks, as you see on the title there, there's a part one. So next week is going to be the part two. We're going to spend two weeks at the least. If more, I'll let you know. But we are going to spend two weeks on the life of Joseph. Why? Look, Joseph is probably one of the most talked about characters in the book of Genesis. He's not the most talked about. Abraham or Abraham is the most, and then the second most is uh, Jacob. But Joseph is a very, very big portion of it. And he's probably the most famous. And so I want to look at his life and spend some time looking at his life because his life is also a testament of the life of faith lived by a big man of God and what we would call a patriarch of God as well. And so let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 37. Joseph, he's probably he was the favorite son of Jacob, the favorite of the wives that he had. Um, Rachel was the favorite wife. And it was no surprise that that the other brothers hated him because of the favoritism that Jacob showered upon Joseph. His coat of many colors, you know, many things that we see and how when you play favorites with your children, it really causes a division within the family. And Jacob's family was already fractured because of the four different wives or women that he had children with, 13 children in total, and Joseph was the 12th, okay? He had 12 sons, one daughter. So you're thinking, I got it wrong. No, I didn't. He had 13 children, Jacob did. But let's turn our Bibles to Genesis 37 and starting in verse 3. Genesis 37, starting in verse 3, the Bible says this, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. So the whole 
situation in the family was a toxic situation to begin with. It was not a pleasant home. It was not a home that you would probably be happy growing up in. And two brothers, they were murderers with a capital S. And the oldest one, Reuben, slept with the father's wife. There was just trouble brewing in this family. And to make matters worse, Jacob showed his extra care and attention and love all upon Joseph and probably his younger brother, Benjamin. But even then, on top of that, God gave Joseph dreams. Dreams where the sheaves of of, uh, hay would bow down to his, that his brother's ones would bow down to his, and even the sun, moon, and stars would bow down to Joseph as well. So there was just trouble everywhere, it seemed. And, And all these things just made this whole situation a very bad situation. Genesis 37 and verse 5 said, Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brethren and they hated him yet the more. I don't think Joseph told the brothers a dream to spite them, but it just showed how little tact he were, he had. And probably you, he was probably feeling pretty spoilt, you see. So look, how would you feel if you were one of the brothers? Was he dreaming these things because he was already thinking about it, you know, thinking about having supremacy over us? So the brothers, they had, I guess you would say in this world, a just cause to hate him. Needless to say, Joseph was definitely spoiled. And God in his providence would turn up the heat for this family. We know the story. Joseph, he was sold as a slave to Egypt. It would be in Egypt that Joseph would shine like the stars in the heavens. As a spoiled child as a spoiled child at home, we don't know much about him, but the experience of being sold as a slave would make him mature and grow up very quickly, not just as a man, but also as a child of God. So with that, Let's turn our Bibles now to Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39, and we're starting in verse 1. Genesis chapter 39, we're starting in verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So look, was the Lord with Joseph because God felt sorry that he was sold as a slave into Egypt? That he was hated by his brothers? No, that's not the reason why he was so, uh, the, the, the Lord was with him. Absolutely not. God was not having a bit of pity on himself, he said, ah, I better draw close to him. God does have tender care for all his children, especially those that suffer wrong. But friends, that was not the reason why the Bible says here in verse 2 that the Lord was with Joseph. Friends, I have news for you. The Lord was with Joseph because Joseph was with the Lord. Let me say that again. The Lord was with Joseph. Joseph, because Joseph 
was with the Lord. This relationship, as with human relationships, it requires a two-way street. Friends, in spite of what happened to Joseph, in spite of having been sold as a slave into Egypt, he chose to remain faithful to God, even when he saw the hatred of his brothers, those with whom he'd grown up together with all his life, wanting to kill him. But instead of that, did something far worse, made him live out his worst nightmare, to be sold as a slave into Egypt far away from home. And friends, it's usually in times like these, times where we are so absolutely discouraged, times where we just have gone through a very, very, very bad situation in life. This is something much worse than just having a, a loved one perish. Someone close to you dies. This is much worse. Joseph, he he went through this really bad situation in his family. And, you know, it's in times like these that we give ourselves excuses to go back to our old habits of sin just for a little while. We expect people to understand why we're being unfaithful why we've decided to just push God away just for a little while. God, let me have some breathing room. And so the drunkard, they go back to their drink for a while. The gambler, they go back to the casino for a while. We give ourselves excuses to go back to sin just for a little while because we've been through this tragic experience. But that wasn't the case with Joseph. You know, friends, in fact, Some of us, when we go through really bad situations and we still remain faithful to God, people are more surprised, actually. What are you doing here? Why are you at church, you know? Or why why do you come back so quick? You just take a break. You just take a break. As if it's okay to take a break from God when bad things happen to us. But that was not the case with Joseph. He chose to renew that covenant to God that even when he was in Egypt, amidst all these pagan people that had no idea about the God of the Bible, he was faithful. Faithful to what extent? Genesis chapter 39, verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. The heathen master, the one that did not know God at all, he saw that something was different about Joseph. He could see. Do you understand that? He could see that the Creator God was with him. Everything that Joseph did, God made it to prosper. Not because he felt sorry for him, not because he had been through a bad situation, but because not only was God with him, but it was because he was with God. Now, I want you to pause for a minute, and I want you to think about this statement that the Bible makes, though. God made everything to prosper in Joseph's hands. Joseph was a slave. Joseph was what? He was a slave. What could he possibly do to show that God was with him? He was a slave. I mean, what was the proof of a slave to show a heathen man that the Creator God, the God of heaven and earth, was with him? How did he prosper Joseph? 
Did he give him bigger muscles? Did he make him more handsome? Did his bed suddenly grow uh, nice um, feathers in it and give him a better sleep? Did, did he have a better house than Potiphar, even though he was a slave? No, right? Look, what could it possibly be? Well, number one, it was probably because the way he kept himself. He was tidy and neat as a man, even though he was a slave. It was probably because he washed that toilet extra clean. It was probably because he swept the floor extra special, not a single dust in the house. It was probably because he tended to the gardens really neatly and kept them nice and it bore big, succulent fruit, juicy and sweet. Crops grew more because of him. Everything that Joseph did prospered. Was it because it prospered himself? No. It was because it prospered Potiphar. You see, Joseph went above and beyond the call of duty as a slave. He went above what a slave was required and probably went the extra mile. Some would say that he was playing politics, but it wasn't. God truly blessed. God was with Joseph. And you know, friends, as slaves, they probably had specific jobs, but Joseph, he probably went further than his job description. He made sure that not only he did his job well, but he probably did even more. He wasn't a lazy man and just did the bare essentials of what is required as a slave. Potiphar, a heathen man, could see that God was with him. He didn't do just the bare minimum. Now Joseph, he was a slave, but who did the prosperity come to? It came to Potiphar, not Joseph. Joseph didn't become more rich. He was a slave. Potiphar owned him, right? He was on the receiving, and I mean Potiphar, he was on the receiving end of the blessing that God put on Joseph. Because of Joseph, Potiphar's household was blessed. You know, friends, what do we call this? We call this the covenant that God made with Abraham back in Genesis 12. Do you remember that? God said to Abraham, I want to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. Do you see that? I want to bless you so that through you, the whole world can be blessed. And for what? Just so that we can have a better life? No, but so that the name of Jesus might be glorified throughout the whole earth as evidence that we are different because of the God that we serve. Let's continue. Verse 4 of Genesis 39. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house 
and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. God blessed the Egyptian's house because of Joseph. Isn't that so interesting, friends? Look, this is all about material blessings. We're not talking about any spiritual blessings here. A blessing of the Holy Spirit came upon Potiphar and he became a more godly man. No, we don't see anything about character in that whatsoever. Potiphar wouldn't understand all of this. But what he did see was the blessing that Joseph had, it came upon his house. He was personally blessed because of it. Friends, the Christian must be a blessing to the world. Too often the Christian mindset is, I want to be rich like Joseph, and then I'll bless the world. I'll give money. I want to have a bigger house. I want to have a bigger car. I want this. I want that. And then I will be the blessing. You know, that's many of our mentalities, especially as Christians. But yet, here, Joseph did not receive any of that quote-unquote material blessing. He was still a slave, but yet Potiphar's house was blessed. Let's continue. Genesis 39, verse 7. It came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Can you believe that? Joseph knew, and he knew his position in that house. He was second in command in part of his house. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Joseph recognizes why he's in that position. Not because of anything he had done, but because of God guiding his life, because of God's providence, because God was with him, because of God's blessing. You see, Joseph recognized, I am second in command in Potiphar's house because of God. And because he realized that, he understood the source of all his blessings. The sin also then would not be against Potiphar. It would not be against Potiphar's wife. It wouldn't even be against his own body. It would be against God and God himself. Had God not blessed him, he would not have been in that position for Potiphar's wife to tempt him. Do you see that? So the position that Joseph had in Potiphar's house, Joseph recognized who gave it to him. It wasn't Potiphar. Oh, no, it wasn't. And why is this so important for us to understand? You see, friends, when we realize the source of all our blessings, when you realize and recognize how God has led you in your life, that the riches that you have is from God, that the wisdom that you have is from God, that the health that you have is from God, then when you recognize where God is in your life and that He gives you the promotion, He gets you the wealth to give you the wisdom for all of this, you recognize that when you sin, you do it against Him. 
Or on the flip side, it only makes you more faithful to all that God asks you to do. Why? You are not about to cut off the source of all your blessings. Friends, Joseph, he recognized that. He was indebted to God a great deal, even though he was the top slave only in Potiphar's house. But yet he recognized who was the author of all the blessings in his life. So friends, we know the story. Potiphar, he's lied to from his wife about how Joseph tried to come in and make her lie with him. And Potiphar gets angry and throws Joseph into prison. And we know that Potiphar didn't really believe his wife. He had to probably appease the wrath of his wife, okay? And the reason why we know this is because, look, Joseph, he was a slave. And if my slave, someone I bought and owned, if my slave really tried to sleep with my wife without me being there, I would have killed him on the spot. You see, Potiphar was the captain of the guard. He had the authority, full authority to do that. But he probably knew Joseph's character better than that. But simply to appease his wife, he threw Joseph into prison. Genesis 39 verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Even though Joseph was thrown into prison, God was with Joseph. Why? Not because God felt sorry for Joseph. Not because God was pitying Joseph. God was with Joseph. Finish it for me, friends. Why? Because Joseph was with God. Friends, he still remained faithful in spite of what had happened. Sounds familiar, right? It's in situations and times like these that we give ourselves excuses to go back to our old habits or lies for a little while. Do you understand that? It's exactly what we see in the first part of the study. We expect people to understand why we are being unfaithful. The drunkard goes back to his drink. The gambler goes back to his casino. We give ourselves excuses to go back to sin just for a little while because we've been through a tragic experience. Friends, breaking the Sabbath, it's just because I'm going through this bad situation, so I'm not coming to church. I'm just going to go out and spend some money or whatever it is just to get my mind off of it. I'm going back to my games just for a little while. Why not? I just need to stop having all this stress in my mind. I've prayed. I've tried to read my Bible, but I need something else as well. And we give ourselves excuses to leave God just for a little while. Friends, I want you to consider the life of Joseph and then I want you to put yourself in his shoes with your experiences. I want you to compare. Has your life been much worse than Joseph's up to this point? 
Have you been hated by your whole family and sold as a slave? Have you been lied to and lied about, pardon me, and thrown into prison? If you have, you're in good company. God was with Joseph even in prison. Joseph did not give himself any excuse to sin. Joseph did not give him any, himself any reason to be unfaithful. God was with him. And look at this, verse 22 of Genesis 39. The keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Joseph was a prisoner, a prisoner, a prosperous prisoner. How would you like to be that? I don't think any of us envy that position. We all pray, God, we want to be like Joseph as a prime minister. But please, don't send me to prison. You know, this is a different situation. Same result. Friends, if it works for Joseph, it'll work for us today. What's the recipe to success? Faithfulness to God no matter what the circumstance. Let's get to this point in our life that we give ourselves no excuse to sin. Oh, Pastor Ben, you don't understand my situation. My family's not Adventist. They're not even Christian. Oh, Pastor Ben, you don't understand my situation. My family is poor. I can't even get an education. Oh, Pastor Ben, you don't understand. I was born deformed. And so that's why I'm allowed to be angry with God. Pastor Ben, you don't understand. And friends, that's the thing. We don't need to understand. I could never imagine the situation that Joseph was going through now. I know what I would be thinking. God, I was faithful to you. I was faithful. Why did you do this to me? Isn't that normal, typical Christian thinking nowadays? God, why did you do this to me? I've been faithful. I've been walking with you. Why did you throw me into prison? Why? But Joseph, he had evidence. He didn't let go. And he knew just as well that God was with him in prison. Why? Because all that Joseph did in prison became prosperous. Now pause with me a minute again, all right? Look, what sort of prosperity could God give to a prison? Look, it says there in verse 22 that all the prisoners were committed to Joseph's hand. Everything that he did. Everybody in that prison was under the care of another prisoner. Can you believe that? But what sort of prosperity? Did the prison become rich? Of course not. Did they have more beds and softer beds all of a sudden? Of course not. Did those locking doors become electric? No. What sort of prosperity could a prison have for a god who is the keeper of the prison to go, Joseph, I trust you. Here's the keys. 
unlock yourself and then unlock everybody and take care of them. How could God bless Joseph in prison and make everything prosperous even for the heathen God? Maybe it was the character of the prisoners. How they were affected for the better after Joseph arrived. It was more peaceful in prison. Maybe there was less cursing in the prison. Maybe there was more order. Maybe even the health of the prisoners and even the God improved. Who knows, right? But yet here is a heathen God and he can see that the God of heaven is with Joseph. And it's not because, remember, God felt sorry for him. God was with Joseph because Joseph was with God. Look, friends, as a slave, God could prosper Joseph because whatever Joseph's hands found to do, he did it with all his might. As a prisoner, God could prosper Joseph His presence wasn't just felt by the expression that he wore on his face and his countenance. I'm sure there must have been peace in his heart, but that peace pervaded the whole prison. He probably went beyond the call of duty, not waiting to be served, but being active in serving others as a slave. So now as a prisoner, God was with him. Friends, do you go beyond the call of duty? Are you proactive in helping out? Not because you've just been trained, right, friends? I believe that a gentleman should always open the door for a lady. I believe that. I believe that there's courtesies that should come with being a Christian, really. Not because we've got to learn it from a certain country or from our parents, but because God makes us that way. I just talked with my some of my youth here, but I, I, I believe that... Um, Young people, wash up after the mothers have cooked for you. Amen? (laughs) The people here will know what I'm talking about. But you see, the pattern of Joseph's life, it started as the favorite son of Jacob. But then it became a slave in Egypt. And then it got even worse, a prisoner in Egypt as well. From good to bad, to worse. From all outward appearances, it would seem like Joseph was cursed, that God was not with him. Or we would say today, if this is what happens when you are faithful to God, then I don't want any part of this God. We tend to miss about the first 15 years of Joseph's life in Egypt. It wasn't that good, do you know that? We all like to focus on Joseph as being prime minister of Egypt. And we aspire to be like that. And, you know, even cartoons that are created created by it, it just just zooms through that part of his life. But do you know that for a good 15 years, he was a slave and then a prisoner? It wasn't just two years and then he became prime minister. We forget about all these experiences that he went through. In Potiphar's house, in prison, God was preparing Joseph to be a wise and compassionate prime minister. Do you discern God's movements in your life 
today? Do you discern God's movements in your life in those shadows and in the valleys? I'm not just talking about times when God is walking with you in the sunshine. Do you discern God's movements through the dark phases of your lives? Friends, I'm not talking about, you know, you smoking and getting lung cancer. You know, you don't need to ask God why. You know why. I'm not talking about you not studying and then you failing your exams and not getting into the course of your study or having to repeat a whole year and wasting your parents' money. You don't need to ask God why for that either. You know why. You should have studied. I'm not talking about that failed relationship and failed marriage because of neglect and abuse. Friends, you know why. You don't need to ask God why for that. I'm talking about those situations in life where you've done nothing wrong, where you don't understand why this is happening, even though you told the truth, even though you did what was right. You were faithful to your work. You did your utmost best for your studies, for your work, or for whatever you were focusing your energy on, but it still flopped and it still failed. But yet you were still faithful. Yet life took a turn for the worse. Is that your life being described right here, right now? Then you're in good company. That's exactly what Joseph went through. All that's left for you to do today is this, to still have faith in God, even when you don't understand the reason why. To still keep being a good representative and citizen of heaven. Because in due time, God will reveal His plan to you. You know, they say that hindsight, being able to look back on your life, is 2020 vision. You begin to understand, oh God, that's the reason why. But when you're in the, when you're right there in the valley, in the shadow, and not on the mountaintop, sometimes and very often, friends, it's very easy to doubt God and His love for you and His guidance for you. But friends, it's especially in the shadows and the valleys that we got to hold on to God because in the right time, in due time, God will reveal His plan to you as to why He allowed you to go through the turmoil that you're going through today. I can't empathize. Everybody's situation is different. Joseph can't empathize either. He's dead and buried. But his record is there, given to us, that even in spite of what happens, your brother's hating you, being sold into slavery, being thrown into prison, you can still be faithful to God no matter what. And it's not because of home training only, but it's a daily recommitment to God as we journey throughout this life. Friends, some things are self-inflicted and it's in those times that we got to learn our lessons. Through God's grace, He gives us a second chance. He reestablishes us and allows us to grow from it. That's the story of Abraham. That's the story of Jacob. One lied, committed adultery with Hagar. The other one deceived the father and ran off and got deceived again, you know, did so many things. 
But if we repent and turn back to Him, He will heal all our backslidings and reestablish His covenant with us. But the story of Joseph is not that. It's about God working in the shadows and through the valleys of our lives, allowing us to experience failure, rejection, pain, so that we can be the blessing to others if we remain faithful to Him. God, He still wants to do that for us today. Just as surely as you can see Him in the sunshine, God is there with us through the storms and floods of our lives, friends. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. So before we get to the sunset years of Joseph's life, we must understand what got him there in the first place. And so as we aspire to be like Joseph as a prime minister, let us make sure we learn those important character lessons in the valleys and in the shadows of our lives as well. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I know that because of the devil, because of sin, suffering is the lot of our life. But yet, Lord, in spite of what we go through, I pray that you would give us strength each day from your grace, from your throne of grace and mercy, to be with us, to strengthen us, to guide us, to lead us. But Lord, help us to make the decision in our hearts to hold on and to never let go. Lord, please, be with anybody who might be out there this evening suffering, that's been buffeted by Satan, and they've been knocked down low. Lord, I pray that you'd draw close to them. I pray that you'd strengthen them. I pray that this story would help them to hold on and to not let go in, in spite of what's happened. And Lord, it might be days or weeks or months or even years like Joseph. But yet, Lord, your timing is perfect. And so, even as we ask the question why, help us, Lord, to remain faithful and true to you. Help us, Lord, to have the faith of Joseph this evening that we can be a blessing to everyone else, even through the valleys of our lives. So thank you, Lord. And please bless us this evening as we retire for the night. Give us a good night rest and a blessed Sabbath as well. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.